we're live. You're listening to Cosmic Children. I'm your host, Kevin. And today I have a very fascinating individual in the studio with me. I found this individual through Instagram, as we all do these days. Um, out of random, actually, because um, I've been feeding my Instagram algorithm with a lot of like, macro photography stuff, with like insects and like uh, fishes and all that mm. stuff. I think one day, I might have mistyped Swarm. Like, I was looking for Swamp inspiration photos. <laughs> I might have mistyped okay. it in like the, 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 the account and the people thing. And your profile uh, popped up, the Swamp. Yeah. So uh, could you please introduce yourself? Uh, what is the Swamp? Who are you? What is it about? Okay, uh, I'm Ami. I'm a creative by day. Uh, works in an agency, normal stuff. And then I guess by night too, a creative sometimes. Mm. <laughs> so uh, whenever I have free time, I'll just do a swamp, yep. which is a passion project of mine. Yep. So I like anything nature since I was a kid. And I guess it's a combination of different hobbies. Yep. It's because I do macro photography. I do design. And then swamp is like a way to express those, it's like an outlet. Yep. Yeah. And what Swarm was in the beginning was to sell like kind of campy, like camping stuff. Yep. That kind of thing. But then I realized this is like, the inventory is way too big to sit at home because mm. this is basically a home business. Yep. And I'll have, I kind of went through different iterations of what Swarm is. It Initially, it was this like camping thing. Yep. And then it became like, oh, maybe I can do a smart aquarium designer. Smart aquarium design. Okay. Yeah. So like it's a browser, right? Yep. Then you you can have different scape stuff. Scape is basically the way you like have, what was this called? Scaping materials like mm. wood, uh, stones and everything and just have them lay out nicely because there's no such thing now. Mm. Well, now it exists, but back then it yep. didn't. Yeah. Like which is a year, two years ago when I had this idea. Mm. And so the latest iteration is mosses mm. and terrariums. Yep. Yeah. And I guess this would be the way it's going to be. Okay. For a long time. Yeah. Okay. So it has gone through a couple of iterations to get to mm -hmm. this point. So what would make you say that now it's going to be, this is like more or less like the, the final iteration that I'm comfortable with. I want to mm -hmm. see this through for a couple of years. Why, why are you so confident in saying that? I think because this is very comfortable for me. Like, mm. I know like what people want. Yep. I know what I want now. Yep. I'm, just, I'm not just like experimenting for fun. Yep. Like see what works. So I've tried these things and I feel like this works the best. So I like aquascaping and this kind of merge, merges well together with like photography. Mm. And I don't need to deal with water because aquascaping is like basically a, uh, an aquarium. Contrary to probably if you don't have to deal with water. Yeah. So <laughs> and if I do aquascaping, yep. let's say aquariums. Yep. I have to like do water changes. I have to mm, manage this yep, schedule, yep, which is yep. very annoying yep. to do on a daily basis. Mm. So I guess terrariums are very like a middle ground. Yeah, so I don't have to do all this work while still having the aesthetics of like a green, yep. like a green glass tank. So yeah. is, is there a difference between an aquarium, a terrarium mm -hmm. and a vivarium? Yeah, there's a, there's, so basically what you said was vivarium, right? It's an umbrella term. I think mm. I'm. I'm not an expert in this. Sure. So I, sure. <laughs> I'm just an enthusiast. Yeah. So, vivarium is what uh, most people would call like a terrarium with living things inside. Okay. Mm. Okay. But a terrarium can also fall under a vivarium. Yep. Yeah. So ter a terrarium to me is something that has no living things inside. It's just plants. Mm -mm. Yeah, and it's a terra like so it's of or like oh, ground. So that makes sense. So it's just an 
an earth in a box. Yep. I guess. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And aquarium is what you know, it's just water. Yep. Yeah, water in plants, water plants, all this. And and what I find most interesting is that on the 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 bio page of your Instagram profile, you say that it's a moss design studio. Mm-hmm. Could you please uh elaborate on, on these uh three words together? Because okay. I know design and I'm sure you will educate me about moss, but I think these three words together, I think it it, it symbolizes something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So could you please explain yeah. that? Uh I like the aesthetic of like a, a more minimalist kind of visual. Mm. So I feel moss design studio can mean that we have this like it to me it brings this visual of like a white like clean kind of layout with mm. green and whatever branding colors i have yep yeah so this design, design studio is more of like bringing this aesthetic to people mm. and i feel like maybe maybe what i idea like i have in my head is this like I, one day i'll open a this actual studio oh tight where yeah. i can have this like display in a gallery fashion yeah, so that was the, that's why, what I have in my head. Yep. But currently it's just like a home thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it kind of doesn't make sense right now. Moss Design Studio, but. But of, that's the goal. Uh, yeah, that's the goal. Yep. Yeah. So if, I'm sure most of the listeners can empathize, but and me as well. Uh, and I speak from a point of ignorance. Uh, what is a moss? Uh, okay. Moss, uh, what it is in essence is a, it's a bryophyte. Which, <laughs> which is, uh, they are like, okay, so barifites have mosses, uh, lichens, and hornworts. Mm, mm. You know, not lichens, like liverworts and hornworts. Sure. So these are just, the simplest way to explain it is just, it's just like green, like a plant without roots. A plant without roots? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so if you see mosses, right, they don't actually have roots. How do they get? So they just get yeah, water and nutrients from the air or like whatever trickles to it. Or like by capillary action, which is okay. The same when you use a tissue paper to wipe, like a surface. Oh, that's interesting. When it absorbs things instead of like actively taking in things through their roots. Yep. Yeah. So, so this so is the moss. They are not plants. They are plants, but without roots. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, would would they be classified as fungi, or are they different? No, fungi is a total, totally fungi different is a totally thing. different yeah. thing. Okay. Which I have no idea about. Okay. It's a very big section of okay okay yeah and how when with with regards to the moss and the different types of families and species Mm. that you deal with how specific do you get like because when when i think of moss Mm -hmm. the only thing i can think of is something green but i'm sure you you would have a different picture about it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah uh okay so when okay the reason i started this was because i was annoyed at how little information there was online and whenever fair reason to start business (laughs) and I, I was into all this aquarium stuff, right? Yep. It naturally ev- evolved into like making terrariums or vivariums. But then I wanted something that's green, like which is moss. Mm. And also like I like the aesthetics of moss. But then when I whenever I try to find like how do you care for moss, they'll have this like very pseudoscientific kind of things which don't make sense. Okay. And like it always doesn't work. So it's like different sources will have different uh things to say about yep. it. And they usually don't have any speci- like species-specific information. So it's very opinionated. Yeah. Okay. And you know, some some would say, oh, mosses don't need light. And some would say some, moss- some mosses need very high light. So very high light. Where, okay. which, how do I track, right? Mm. So the when I started Swarm, I, just, I have this like vision of like making sure I have the species name and how to care for it. Mm. So it's easier for people to like get into it. Yep. So imagine if you 
if let's say food you go to a food court and it's yep. like chicken with rice but you don't know what is it chicken rice is it fried chicken okay okay so that, that analogy kind of sticks to this yeah so initially when when, when you first enter into the space it was very vague and mm-hmm. not uh, ultra specific as you would like yeah okay so um, I've been looking for mosses that work with our climate like in like Singapore. Singapore's yeah, climate. Because okay. uh, if you see Japan, Japan has a, a very strong moss uh, community. Do they? Yeah, they do. Okay. And so it's a very, uh, it's a very interesting subculture there where they have these temples. Yep. And it's like, they have moss markets outside. Okay. Moss markets. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> and then they, they will just sell mosses for their Zen gardens, mm. for their bonsais. Mm. So this is a very common thing in Japan. And even then they don't have the scientific names. They just have this like big description like feather moss yep, yep. or like bud yep, moss. Yep. But I don't know what it is. Because so, some mosses yep. look similar, but they have very different needs. Mm. Yeah. So I'm trying to fix that problem. Yeah. Would you happen to have a theory as to why it is uh, so ingrained or even so accepted in, in Japan? Mm. Do you have a theory? Then I'm not sure about. But I feel like it's the abundance of moss over there. Abundance? Okay. Yeah. So it's, all, it's already there. Mm. So someone would eventually try to make something out of it. Sure. Yeah. And they have a very strong culture in like one size, which also ties into moss. Yep. So I think this is why. But beyond that, I don't think it has a big following. Okay. Yeah. So it's still very niche, uh, similar to that of the the, the, the bonsai and, and mm. its different offerings and followings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's very, like, I, w- I would like to visit those moss markets someday. Gotcha. I've seen it online. Gotcha. Yeah. So in in terms of trying to imagine um, mosses in the the greater ecology of like maybe a jungle or maybe like a, okay. a, a, a particular spot, where does it lie? Because we have trees, mm-hmm. we have I guess uh, fruit bearing trees or fruit bearing plants, um, all the way down to fungi onto the to 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 the floor area. Yeah, the undergrowth. Like, is it um, is it smaller than is is it uh in the undergrowth and is it smaller than all these things? Is it like the base layer? There, there's two kinds. Yeah. So there's the Acrocarpus mosses and the Pleurocarpus mosses. So okay, please explain. Acrocarpus <laughs> is basically the the way it grows. So okay. Acrocarpus are usually the ones found on the ground mm. with like the bun shapes and they can be found on the side of trees. Mm. And uh, Pleurocarpus are the ones that grow like in a mat fashion. So mat. they. Ca- yeah, it's a, like a, a carpet fashion. So they can be on trees, they can be on the branches, they okay. can be on the side of trees, they can be on the ground too. Yeah, so these two differences are what separates, like the, this is the primary separate separate mosses, yeah. Yep. So yeah. I'm curious to know what uh, sparked your interest. Have you always been interested in nature and things of the sort? Or mm. do you remember, like, do, do you used to go out on tracks and in Singapore? Yeah. Uh, I started... This okay, so there's the this two like the history of like swarm, right? Or like my interest in mosses. We have to go to two parts okay. in like <laughs> my history. Yep. So uh it started when the the first part with the mosses is when I I'm a kid and I have all these pets. So I, I've been like raised up in a household where pets are a normal thing. Mm. Yeah, so I started with hamsters and yep. rabbits, yep. guinea pigs, all this. Yep, yep. Uh, briefly took a break during NS. Uh, but I got a, I guess I think I got a gift of like a moss terrarium set. Oh, someone in, gave gave you a yeah, moss terrarium. Okay, yeah, like during NS. Yep. But that was the first like running I had in mosses. Yep. And then after, uh, what is it? after NS. Yep. Uh, and then I had I started to 
like dive into okay it was frogs actually that oh. got me to muscles yeah <laughs> cute so yeah. it's illegal to keep this uh, green tree frog in Singapore it's illegal it's illegal legal yeah okay. the only one I can keep yeah like, uh, technically so is it the one like it's dark green or is it like lime green it's like bluish green Ooh, and it nice. changes to like brown nice. it's like a, a range of colors like he- palm size or smaller? yeah it can grow quite fat oh so cute it's quite cute yeah okay 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 yeah, so <laughs> that was what got like got me into mosses yep like this this whole terrarium scene yep but it wasn't mosses specifically in the first place it was just terrarium plants and how to care for them and mm. eventually like as I said like I was trying to find information on mosses but it doesn't exist like not solid ones anyway so I tried to like experiment yeah, but what was what was appealing about mosses? Because let's say if mm-hmm. uh, someone gave you a moss terrarium and you 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 even mentioned that uh you had like the the, the pet frog, mm-hmm. it, it could have gone in a lot of different ways. But what was appealing about moss in general? Because mm-hmm. at least um before I did my research for this particular episode, okay. it feels like something that is very overlooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a previous episode with like a macro photographer where he okay. takes uh macro photogra- photography of like insects and caterpillars. I think the the, the same train of thought would, would uh, come by me. It's, like it's mm-hmm. often overlooked because yep. you need specialized equipment or you need to be very observant or you need maybe like a macro lens and you need to be like um, be aware that it's even there. And yeah, you need yeah. to stoop down mm-hmm. and you need to look and then you can see like, oh, something. You can see like mm-hmm. something happening. So I'm just curious to know, even at that point in time, what was the appeal of them? Okay, so I, I said previously there was two parts. So yeah. this ties in nicely with, the, with what I'm going to say. So, I actually do macro photography mm. uh, on my free time also. Yep. Go on tracks. Yep. So I've always noticed mosses like, oh, this is cool. But I guess this, this is just for me to see. I don't mm. know what it's about. So, mm. But over time, I keep getting more and more interested in them. I take photos of them. And even going overseas, or like, oh, look at like, my album have like holiday photos and then just a wall of moss, like green moss stuff. Yep. But I never thought much about it. Mm. And I guess this like merged in a way after I kept the rooms. And like verums and like, oh, I realize I can actually take photos of these mosses. Yep. And since I do macro, I can actually identify these mosses because you need to have a very high, like high depth photo of, like a macro photo of moss to identify them. Yep. Yeah. Mm, microscopic even. But so, most mosses, you can identify them using like just macro photos. Yeah. Are they, do they have very identifiable traits? Like, because I've seen some photos where, okay, let's say if one is green and mm-hmm. even like some of them have, have hair growing out from them and some mm-hmm. of them have like a very like uh, spherical pattern or even like very sharp. I don't know if you call them leaves. Yeah. Yeah, I guess fronts. Fr- yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is me, the layman, talking. <laughs> also, I'm not sure if this is even correct. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, what's your question again? So, um, but even with the terrariums you had, yeah, uh, yeah. were you actively like uh, getting your hands dirty and mm-hmm. changing it out and yeah. trying to preserve it as, as long as possible? Like, is, is, is that the goal of a terrarium? <laughs> yeah, it's to like have this ecosystem that's self-sustaining, mm-hmm. like uh, ideally. And then when, but then I realized these mosses keep dying, mm-hmm. like no matter what I try to do. And so mosses can die? Yeah, they can die. Okay. Uh, because they're very sensitive to like the balance of light and moisture and humidity. Sure. Yeah. And I think like there's something to do with like the tap water also. It, but I've mm. I've tested I've tested like several mosses with tap water and they do fine. So I think it's just the the ratio of like, oh, if it's too bright, your light's too bright and yep. it's not humid enough, yep. it'll go brown. Yep. It'll just die. Oh. Yeah. Okay, okay. So it kind of needs to have a specialized like, ecosystem for it. Yep. And not just a by the way. Yep. Like yep. on the on the ground. Because it's no light. So it's not something that you can just 
I don't know, purchase or something and then leave it there. You still mm. have to have, I guess, uh, sort of awareness and specialized attention to even. Yeah, I guess uh, if you get go. lucky, if you get lucky, you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess some, if you see those, the ones on the roadside, yeah. like, oh, it's driving very well, but no one's taking care of it. Mm. But I think it's because it got there uh, through like dispersion and it, it found the correct spot. So I guess it can, if you buy a moss that's kind of matches what your home climate is or like what you're doing, if you, like the watering schedule, then yep. I guess you can keep it alive without any like much care. Yep. Yeah, but most most of the time if you buy it off a store, you, you got to know like what are the specific like care yep. you need to get, get for them. Yeah. And even um being told these information, I guess is part of the responsibility of the store as well, right? Mm, yeah. To, to educate and not just like, Oh, uh, just sell a product and then it dies like yeah. a, a week or two later. Yeah, there's also a problem now because I, I get a lot of people asking me on my, like the DMs. Yeah. And, oh, like I bought this from a store. This pe- the, this person told me like, this is the care, but a few days later it died. Oh no. Yeah. And then I'll try to like rectify, yep. like, see what's wrong. And I think the problem is when they keep, when the stores keep the mosses, it's not in the condition that's uh realistic. So it's in an aircon room mm. all the time. Like, and it's usually in like a dried form, low light. So mosses can like kind of hibernate. Oh. So it's it's kind of dormant. Yep. So it's not doing anything. It's just alive. Yep. Yeah, but not thriving. Yep. And once someone takes it home, they unpack it, they put it in their terrarium, which is a more uh, like closer to life, I sure. guess. Yeah. And then it just dies. Oh. Yeah. But because of the air conditioning and mm. other different factors? Mm-hmm. Like because it's, if it's cooling, the their rate of transpiration is lower. What is transpiration again? Like the the <laughs> the, the rate of water loss okay, for the mosses, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's the that's the issue, like with the shops that sell mosses nowadays. Like they don't have like aftermarket service or like even pre market service. It's just moss. This oh we have a moss. So it's more like a comp, like like a product like ultimately. Mm, yep. mm, interesting. Not like not much attention is paid to them. Yeah. So this is what I'm trying to fix. Are they okay? So. This might be another, uh, this is definitely another ignorant question, but are they mm-hmm. usually very um hardy? Because you, you talk about the mosses you find outside when you walk and along the seamen and nobody mm-hmm. cares for them. Yep. And they are just alive. They're mm-hmm. thriving there. Yeah. So what about the the mosses you gain on these terrariums? Mm-hmm. Um, with, uh, are they very hardy or because we, we transplant them from somewhere else and we, we keep them in these enclosures, they are not that hardy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the, the hardiest mosses are the ones that do the best so if you see the the ones that are common are the Holland mosses. Holland you know, like mosses. Or like bun mosses. Okay. Like, okay. These mosses are very hardy. Yep. But as uh, and, and you said the like the ones on the roadside, they're very they do very well without human but once you take them home they die. Oh it's because the interesting. I think it's something to do with the pH of the, the substrate they're on and whatever what's this thing called? The nutrients they get from the rocks and everything. Yep. Once you take that away, yep. they start to like, die. Because they are they're not meant to live without it. They seem almost very happenstance. Yeah. Like uh, a series of invisible variables mm-hmm. and across a long period of time, they grow at a specific place. But mm-hmm. if you transplant them and because you transplant to perhaps even an identical uh, different thing, they won't live. Yeah. Which is very hard to like, keep track of. Okay. Like, I've tried to take some from the car park yep. and then put it in my tank. Yep. Like the tank has... So I have this... 1.2 meters thing for like 1.2 meters <laughs> yo that's a big ass tank it's from this table yeah. okay okay yeah, so I have a lot of monsters there so I use it as an observation chamber and also like a way to display the monsters for, before selling them 
Yeah. Like an acclimation chamber. Yeah. A and what chamber? Acclimation chamber. Like to acclimate the mosses to our our weather yeah. before I sell them. Because yeah. it's I feel it's unethical to like just bring in mosses and then just sell them like that. Okay. Yeah, okay. without knowing if it's gonna even yeah. survive if I sell yeah. them. Yeah. So I have this uh tank and I have a lot of mosses there and everyone seems to be thriving and then randomly just a patch would die. Or like something I just put in will die. Yeah. Even though the rest are doing okay. So, so what? So when when that happens, mm-hmm. what do you think of? Okay, so the the reason for me doing this thing is I can keep track of the parameters. Yeah. So there's the light is is constant. The the watering schedule is on a timer. So I know everything is there. So once something is off, I know what what's what to fix. So maybe it's something to do with the light. It's too bright. Mm-hmm. Or uh, maybe the watering schedule didn't go as planned. So by having a consistent schedule, I think you can like pinpoint what problems that are easier. Yep. Instead of trying to keep everything in different things yep. and in different parameters, mm. and it's like a kind of a nightmare to pinpoint what's wrong. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that was my process, and some of them just just die, and I don't know why. But uh, but I guess with with all things, it's it's trying to figure out mm. and and know as you go along. Right? It's a challenge, kind okay. of like a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I keep this alive? Yeah. Has has there been a um, mosses where no matter what you try, um, it just doesn't live or it just dies for inexplicable reasons yeah a lot actually a lot yeah okay uh usually these are temperate mosses which come from colder countries so the temperatures temperature is just something that i can't keep up with so yep. they have like 16 degrees celsius yeah which it's difficult I, to replicate yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's not practical so if even if i can keep it alive i can't sell it yep and no one will have it set up at home yep so uh by bringing these mosses i can i can like kind of have a checklist of what like I know over time like what will do well and what doesn't so I, I tend to not bring in more temperate species yep. I'll, I'll try to find somewhere from neighboring countries yeah so it's like easier I like that you yeah. call it an observation chamber <laughs> it sounds <laughs> super scientific like like I don't yeah. know you have like three iguanas and two frogs inside you see what happens <laughs> yeah but it's just it's just a tank yeah. okay so it's just a tank with mosses and mm-hmm. uh, no other life in there no other life interesting except hitchhikers which are wait what which is like things that come in with the moss accidentally so let's that say explain. <laughs> you might have you might bring in the moss everything is like you when you look through it there's nothing mm. and then a, a month later you see like a few centipedes crawling inside huh? because the the eggs are inside like in the soil but but these are microscopic right yeah, so you can see them. But then over time, they grow up in the thing unknowingly. Yep. So they'll just pop up from time to time. Does it disrupt your uh, your observation and your Oh, not really. Yeah. Okay. They, just, they just live there. And, and it's kind of welcomed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they keep the ecosystem going. Gotcha. Yeah. I can't sterilize it fully. And then it will try to adapt to the sterile conditions, yep. which I don't think works yep. at all. Yeah. I, I think sterilizing nature has, has never gone that well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> nature is that's not true. very sterile. Yeah. <laughs> Even a plant... There's like thousands of like things living their roots. Yep. Yeah. Prob- because we can't see it. Mm. I, I I would imagine if if we are able to to uh see all these things in, in some way or fashion or even be aware of it, I think the the perception of nature will be very different. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been told that there are still so many species of insects that's not been found. Yeah. Uh what plant life not been found. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these things are microscopic or even like uh, in the underbelly of the forest yeah yeah and we just tend to just walk through it it's just human nature to like it is not care about things that for fancy yeah. yeah okay so you you mentioned about the climate um mm-hmm. 
how would you describe the climate in Singapore? And the follow-up to the question is, what type of a moss or I think a life do you think uh, it's it, it's good to be able to to, to cultivate in, in this particular climate? Mm, okay, so I think the best form of moss like anyone can have success with is the aquatic mosses, which are the ones sold in aquariums. So these are like very hardy. They grow very fast and they are acclimated to like they, they are found in habitats which are the same as ours. So it, warm, humid, uh, variable light. Yep. Yeah, this, these conditions are usually the best. And the the first question is how, what is it again? What's the climate of Singapore like compared mm. to, let's say, regionally? Because you mentioned about Japan. Yep. I would imagine Japan has a different climate as well. Mm, yeah, the, the seasonal thing is a thing also, which I have not got into, which is how like some mosses can live through cold and they need the dormant like mm. period to even live. Uh, Singapore doesn't have it. It's like constantly hot and humid. Yep. But it's not as humid as you, as you would think because even if you put a moss in your hall, like in a room, like just open jar, it will it will kind of die because it's oh. not humid enough. Cause so they need something in the ballpark of maybe eighty degrees humidity. That's very high. Eighty yeah, percent right? humidity, yeah. It's very high. Singapore is around sixty-ish to seventy, depending on what level you live in. Yeah. yeah. It it to to me right now it sounds like uh a type of plant mm-hmm. that is very difficult to keep alive <laughs> if yeah. you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Because it has very specific needs. Yep. Yeah. And I I guess you, you can if you know plants, then the way the way I can kind of it's a parallel to how begonias are. Could you please explain? Which that? is this uh begonias are very quite sensitive to humidity and temperature also. So this this is the way mosses are also. The way you have to keep them, you have to like pay attention to the humidity. There's constant humidity that they need. And all it takes is an hour of like something going wrong and then the whole thing can go. Oh man. Right? Yeah. They can, because let's say you, you, they are used to a specific humidity, let's yep. say 80%. Yep. But then this particularly hot day, you're not mm. at home. The the draft is strong. Yep. It just dries out your whole house. and But then your light is still on. So it's trying to like live. It's so sensitive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But so- I guess it's, Okay, like the way the the rate that they reproduce or grow can kind of make up for that. Even if a moss is dead, if you leave it in the right conditions for a few months or weeks, it can regrow. Wait, what does that yeah. mean? When it's even even if uh by all accounts and measures it's mm. dead, but if you leave it there for uh a few weeks or mm. within a certain time frame, it will live. Yeah. So if let's say a moss turns brown, yep, due to like improper care or something. Yep. And you put it in a, a place where it can thrive. You just leave it there for a few months. And maybe there's some like living cells still within the moss, which can like regenerate and continue, continue living here. Yeah. So it can kind of, when you see mosses that are dead, it's not fully dead, which is why some places that sell sphagnum mosses for like potting, like, like potted plants, if they put it in a terrarium, you can see that the sphagnum mosses come back to life. Yeah, because of this like stasis, stasis that kind is of stage. Interesting. Yeah, and it it sounds as though it is not a very known fact because <laughs> I certainly <laughs> yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, because I don't know when when I think something's dead, they usually stay dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's uh, how we all are very impatient. 
like what's something is it oh i guess you have to throw it out yeah like you wouldn't keep it for a few months in that yep. in that thing right yeah so i've been trying to like see how long a moss can like, re- regenerate after the after they're dead yeah, did you did you learn this through trial and error yeah <laughs> okay and also money <laughs> lost money okay yeah it's i try so like i try to document what uh i do to each moss to see let's say i bring in this shipment yep and this are why this is why it did and they all died oh so next time i can fix this which and then next time it also died so i can uh, it's a constant uh process yep. of trying to get the balance correct yep. yeah i would imagine it's quite um difficult to get any sense because all these things are living things mm-hmm. and as much as you can try to to have the right parameters and the right frame and everything they're ultimately still living and there could yeah. always be that factor x that oh because of something that you can't see or you can't predict it yeah. will die mm-hmm. yeah just something sometimes you think it's doing very well and then like somehow it just rots with for without your knowledge and then you don't know what happens which is very frustrating to yep. to do especially if you're, i'm like selling all these muscles right exactly <laughs> and then, <laughs> can you imagine how, how much of a headache the, you the must have is a nightmare <laughs> so i i'll have uh, okay i'll put this muscles up for sale today yep and then oh you're doing well a uh, few others and then oh wait this moss is not doing so well now like, even though I, i've had it for like a month or two mm-hmm. and doing well suddenly they're not doing well yep so i can't sell them now so i have to like cancel the order or something oh uh, it sucks that's like a total like um <laughs> difficult so that sounds like such a difficult way to to not only i guess spread the the the, the interest in moss but even just mm-hmm. to 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 run a business yeah exactly so <laughs> Yeah, I I think you can't think of profits for this, yeah, because it's a very much it's very much a passion thing. Yep. So if you like collecting mosses as a hobby, then I mean, there's this happens to like people who keep plants also. Mm. Like they just bring in a plant. Oh, yep. I guess it died, and then I'll just try again. That's the cyclical. Yep. Like buy and buy and try to keep it alive. Yep. Kind of thing. Yeah, but I, I try my best to tell people what I know about this moss, mm. so they can keep it alive. Yep. Because. You'll never know what can kill it, even though it's been doing very well. Yep. Yeah, it happens. Like even if you go to gardens, by the way, you see the mosses there. It's like browning, even though it's the perfect conditions. So something's just happened. But 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 I guess there is no, as much as we want to do it, there is no way we can control it. Like, it mm. just happens. Yeah. And we just, just gotta happens. accept it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Is there mm-hmm. any particular type of mosses that uh you that from from customers and from sales that mm-hmm. is quite popular? Uh they tend to like the ones that are green. Mm. It's either the ones that are green or the ones that are very unique. So there's <laughs> two <that> there's two <laughs> kinds of customers. Yep. The ones that like the classic moss look, they just want a moss terrarium. Or ones that are hardcore collectors, which one the rarer types. So they, how, how would you define a rarer type? Uh mosses that you can't find here in Singapore Fair. or shops that don't sell it here so yep. I have to bring it from supplies overseas gotcha. or through private collectors and I propagate myself yep. uh, so yeah those, those are like the two the the subgroups within the customer okay. customer base yeah okay the mm. kits do well too like the kits yeah because on the website there's this I sell kits or like starter kits yep so this kind of the system is in place so when you buy it Whatever I, whatever instructions I put on the site, they kind of just can follow it and they'll do well with most of the mosses. Yeah. But let's so the 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 idea of a kit is interesting. Is mm. it like a um you grow your own moss kit or is it like a you 
you assemble the terrarium yourself. Yeah, it's an asse- it like? assembly kind of deal. Okay. Yeah. So, so the moss is already there, ready to be placed mm-hmm. in. Yep. Okay. So the, the what a kid does is it cuts down on any research that you need to do because mm. it's already, I've already done it and it kind of works for me. Yep. So it should be working for everyone too, right? And uh, the, the kids, I think most of them buy them for as gifts. Mm. Yeah. Like to like give to family or friends. Yep. Yeah. Is it possible instead of giving, let's say instead for the kid, instead mm. of giving them like a finished moss for them to grow their own, is that a possibility? Yeah, the the kids come with actual live mosses, like as an add-on if you want. Yeah, oh, so they can okay. kind of assemble like this rocky hill yep. or whatever and then they just put the mosses on it. Yeah. So it can't, because 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 the idea I had was I uh, was imagining like mm-hmm. you give them the 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 decoration the rock and whatever, and inside that oh you can sprinkle some seeds and it will grow. It doesn't okay. work like that. Uh, no. Okay. Because yeah, okay. moss, uh, they propagate by spores or cuttings. Spores, cuttings. Uh, yeah, you just cut cut the moss like in different bits. Just but they're so tiny. Sprinkle it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so seriously, yeah. cutting. Yeah, they, there's this uh way to propagate mosses which. I can't get to work and people can't get to work too, but it's popularized in the US yep. where they uh, have some buttermilk and mosses and they just blend it in a blender. Wait, buttermilk as in the pancake mix? Yeah, <laughs> that buttermilk. And you put a moss in there? Yeah, so you, you blend, blend it, it all together. So it's just mush of moss and buttermilk and then you just paint it on walls. It's like pancake mix, basically. Yeah, so it's a moss mix. Yeah, <laughs> And you've tried it? It doesn't work here, I think. Okay. I don't know if it's a temperature or what. Okay. Or the moss they use. Okay. Yeah, but I've spoken to several people about this, like this method, and no one has seemed like seems to get it. Have working. you tried other like cake mix or something? <laughs> Maybe it's a brand. <laughs> Maybe it's a brand. <laughs> it sounds so. Um. Okay. Because I I've I've seen especially in recent years, mm-hmm. um, people using uh I guess moss and specificity to do street art, mm-hmm. to do art, and they they paint a very specific. Uh, like a stroke or like text and it grows yeah that, that's is, the, is that that's it? Thing, that, that's the thing yeah. that's the pancake mix really? <laughs> it's <laughs> almost like someone's like fucking review man because <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine the, the, the situation like at home you, you, you break up the pancake mix and you put moss inside <laughs> you know I, I kind of ma- made it right so I mixed every, I bought a better I, yeah. I got a moss I mixed it up in this blender and I painted it over like this flower pot yep. and it's just full of mold the next day Oh, so moss is different from mole. Totally, yeah, totally different. different. Yeah, mole is under fungi. Yeah. And it's mushrooms, fungi, mycorrhizae. Yeah. Okay. So I moss, almost wanted to say that they, they look similar, but okay, fine. Okay, <laughs> so there is a distinct <laughs> distinction between mole, fungi, moss, lichens, as you mentioned yeah. as well. Yeah, and also there's algae. Yeah. Oh, algae is in a separate class. Also. Yeah, separate class too. But it looks so but similar. They look very to, similar. They yeah. look so similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess it's all like the, it's all microscopic level. Yep. Yeah. And, but you can tell if it's an algae or a moss. Yep. Do you, like up close? Like how up close? Al- algae doesn't have uh, leaves or fronds. It's just this thick mat of just green. There's no identifiable like structures. When you say leaves, um, mm. Because when 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 I think of leaf, it's like that petal thing coming up from like a a, yep. a, a long straight thing. Mm-hmm. So algae doesn't have that. No, it's just uh, cells. So I I I guess it's by deduction then. If mm-hmm. if it doesn't have this, then if it doesn't doesn't doesn't, then maybe it's algae. If yep. it has, then maybe it's one of the different categories. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah, but some LG do like look like mosses oh and vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like at least to the naked eye or like at a glance. It's like, oh yeah, that's moss. And then when you look closer, it's like, oh it's not. Yep. Yeah. So so going back to uh I guess selling mosses, are mm. are people buying uh mosses as an integral part or like a like as a quote unquote like a pet? Like it's mm-hmm. it's like as a central thing, or is it like part of something bigger? Like maybe like you say the terrarium or mm. they have like an aquarium they're just putting in. What what is like the ratio? Because the idea of buying something, let's say like a, a plant and you mm. grow, I think that's yeah. a lot more, I guess, accepted now. But I guess buying like moss and to keep it like a plant, mm-hmm. but because because it's so microscopic, there is yeah. an element of you have to get out like a macro lens or you have to get out like something specialized to see it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like more common. Yeah. Yeah. It's more, I think people buy it as uh home decoration piece okay or like they have this like let's say a corner where they can it's a small corner and they can't put a plant there because there's no light or they have to buy a grow light if they want to put a plant so a moss jar kind of makes sense a moss jar yeah so is, it's is like a, a jar of moss a jar of moss <laughs> okay, <okay>. yeah. <laughs> I have to ask because all these terms um for the layman, it sounds like mm-hmm. one thing, but I imagine in your world, it's <laughs> it a totally something thing. else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a moss mix is yeah. just buttermilk and moss. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, uh, and some people just buy, they are into aquariums, but they want, they have this, let's say, you know how people have a lot of plants and then they have this one small space they just want to fill up. It's the same way with aquariums. They just want to fill up as many like spaces as possible with yep. jars and glass stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I I'm I'm gonna I gotta say that most of the people they either like like terrariums are familiar with it or they just want a home decoration piece. Yeah. So in in following the train of thought, um what do you personally uh look out for when let's mm-hmm. say you're planning for a terrarium or like a vivarium? Because I've seen some of the pictures you have on your Instagram, which yep. they look fantastical. So I'm just curious to know what goes into the thinking? Like what are you thinking of like when you uh, are planning to do up let's say a terrarium from scratch? Okay. Yeah. What, what goes into the, the, the thinking? Uh, as much as possible I try to recreate what I see like during tracks or like a concept in my life or maybe a, a date tree or okay. like a mountain landscape. Yep. I'll just have a rough concept and then I'll see you if it fits into how the moss grows or the plant grows, and I'll just try to like shape it from there. And I think it's also a way to experiment with different like styles or build styles, like how What's like maybe style? it's one one like this new uh, terrarium. I want to just use wood. I want it more minimal, and it's also like kind of limited by the the plants you use or like the moss you use. So maybe this moss it it grows in a, a carpet carpeting manner. So I can't really have wood because the wood will kind of block the light. Mm. So I, these things I will consider before building. But yeah, mostly I'll just see what I like in nature and I try to recreate it in this glass box. There's something about glass boxes which look quite cool. What is a glass box? Like a tank, like anything in a glass box. Also, it's literally a yeah, glass, glass box. Literal, okay, okay. Literal okay, it, glass sounds, box. it sounds so scientific. Okay, okay. Like, yeah. okay, you know, like, like for viewing or something. Well, okay, mm. okay, it's literally yeah, okay. I, I like glass boxes, I think. Okay. There's, there's the whole, like, there's something about it. I don't know how to explain it, but anything in a glass box, let's say, jewelry dis- display case. It ups the appeal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's some, it looks like it's something important inside. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, How much, 
how much consideration has to be placed on the types of materials? Because mm-hmm. um, if from from my perspective, let's say if you put just wood inside, I guess, yeah. and let's say some of them has water inside, mm-hmm. I would imagine the wood will rot. Yeah, and then it would bring in um different kinds of elements, especially mm-hmm. as, because initially you mentioned like let's say for a terrarium or anything of that sort, it's a very controlled environment. Yeah, and you wouldn't want external things, even microscopic, to grow mm-hmm. and it affects and it rots everything. So how much consideration is the material like you uh, mm. for for okay. different things? Uh, to be safe, right? Usually, whatever works in an aquarium would work for a terrarium because it has been tested over years mm. by different people. Yep, and it's usually the same kind of driftwood which is the Malayan driftwood, which is like found in beaches. Like people just take it and break it apart. And like, I think recently there's more and more kinds of wood, just like spider wood. Like these are all experimented on by uh, aquarium people, the people who are aquascape. And I guess these are the safer, but the the thing with wood is that it will rot, like you said. It will eventually rot. And if you start at the room, you'll see that there's fungus coming up for the first few weeks because the there's still some form of like carbohydrates left and that bacteria tries to digest it. But overall, if you, it's more of a visual thing, it doesn't really affect the, uh, the health of the ecosystem. Okay. So if you're kind of like annoyed by it, you can just wipe it away. Interesting. Yeah. But I guess it at that point, it really depends on the intention of buying something. Because mm-hmm. for the most part, the the looks and the appeal of it is how it, the, how it looks visually. Yep. But I guess if after two or three weeks you have like fungus growing yeah. then it kind of affects it but I guess that, mm-hmm. that is nature isn't it mm-hmm. it grows yeah. <laughs> and if you give it enough time it'll just go away on its own like how it does in nature too oh interesting so, so it's kind of if you would like a perfect piece of like ethereum like I don't think it exists because it will change over time I guess it exists in that specific point in time mm-hmm. like the beauty of it is how it changes over time I think it's what most people would like in a terrarium to yep. see it grow like to see what factors they do can change the terrarium in a certain way yep. yeah so I guess that's the beauty of it yeah it's at, cool. at that yeah. specific point in time mm-hmm. yeah um, I'm curious to know if you do do you do you just build terrariums and all these things for fun what I mean by that yeah. is like let's say on a weekend mm-hmm. or, or let's say on let's say on a Friday you went out for a trek and something yep. was particularly inspiring so mm-hmm. over the weekend you 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 get your glass box and, yep. and you, you build everything in <laughs> And then you just tear it out. Is 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 this something like a, a normal practice? People usually keep it for longer than I do. But okay. I, I enjoy the process of building something and then once I'm finished with it, I'll just like to tear it down. The, okay. okay. Yeah. But most people just build it and then put start putting fishes or like frogs into it. Yep. But I, I realized over the years that I kind of I'm kind of a lazy <laughs> like <laughs> like plant only in that sense. Yep. Where I like the process of building but not the maintaining mm, aspect mm, of it. Yeah, because that's a different thing. Mm, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, the creation is something that I enjoy a lot. So I try to create and then, oh, this looks good. And then the next day, I'm like tired of it. So okay. can I imagine, or is it safe to assume that in your space that you you do all these things mm-hmm. in, there are all these different mosses and different wood and different yeah. elements that, um, let's say you have your canvas, like mm-hmm. the, the glass box. Yep. You just try to, or take three of this and two of that and you put it together and you will see how it looks. Yeah. Does it's it work like, like comping it together. Oh, it's like and a chef. Like with <laughs> any creative thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. It is. So it's just an outlet of like a creative expression. Yep. Like uh, uh, bringing nature into your room. Yep. Yeah. Like see if you can get it close to what nature does. Yeah. Kind of painting with materials, I guess, instead of yep. paint. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, 
this might be a little bit of a tangential question, but why does nature inspire you so much? I don't know, man. It just does. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I've been fascinated by how, I guess it's growing up with National Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> David Attenborough. Yeah, yeah. BBC and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So, I've always liked the, the whole, I don't know, man. It's just the aesthetic of it. Also, like the, this under, like overgrown forest, this yeah. lush greenery. It's something I would like to, I always like to look at. Like even on Instagram, I'll just scroll mm. like you're saying you're searching for swamp. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, it could be a typo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so I, I like to, I enjoy the visual aspect of it. And also like tracking, being out there and kind of get lost in a non-urban environment. But has yeah. there always been like a specific, uh, specific tie to, to something? What, mm-hmm. what I mean by that is because uh, I have previous. I have. I have had previous guests where they are. They they enjoy nature. They okay. really like it, but they are wholly, quote unquote, dedicated or really really interested in let's say reptiles mm, or yeah. let's say beetles. Mm-hmm. So, has has there ever been something like this for you, or is it constantly like changing? So right now it's uh-huh. more as maybe in the future it could be something else. Yeah, it always changes, and I think a good analogy to use is nature is like music. Mm. So it's different genres of nature. So yes, you say reptiles, yep. like amphibians, oh, moss. So it will it will change over time. Like how I started with frogs, and yep. now I'm with moss, yep. like mosses. And I used to do aquariums, and kind of got tired of it. Yep. Yeah. So if if nature was music, what genre of music is moss? <laughs> <laughs> Irish folk, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so the one that okay. okay. <laughs> So the one that nobody listens to, yeah. but if you do try to listen, maybe it's quite yeah, it's quite it's good. Like you're hardcore into it. Or like, <laughs> yeah, what is this? <laughs> but but I would imagine it is um correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I would imagine it is quite important uh in the ecology of things. Mm-hmm. Do you know what type of roles and functions it plays in nature? Mm, I think overall moss is uh, like it fills a niche where it takes in nutrients from the air and stuff and it creates a shelter for microorganisms okay like, if not if it's just bare soil so it serves as a network of because mosses the way they grow is they grow on top of soil or other things right so they provide this sheltered layer where other things can thrive under it kind of how grass is I think mm. yeah when but there is a difference between grass and <laughs> moss <laughs> and I have nothing like, I have no idea what, what grass is okay yeah. okay but it but it's, it's safe to assume it to take away that it serves a very important function because mm-hmm. it is also home to other life. Yeah. It also kind of traps carbon. Yeah. So like how uh, there's a peat box in where they, wait, it has a lot of carbon collected in it. And I think it helps with global warming and stuff. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, but now people are like, like uprooting trees and forests and this peat box and you're just re-releasing back these things into the atmosphere. So it serves oh. as a carbon sink. Yeah. Interesting. That's um, for sphagnum mosses, but I'm not sure about other mosses. Maybe it's, it could be just an evolutionary thing where like from mosses, they became plants. But I would imagine with nature and stuff, mm-hmm. these, um, these mosses has been around for a very long time, especially yep. in more of the denser jungles and untouched ones. Yep. They've been around for mm-hmm. years yeah, and millions. they'll probably exist longer than us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they've been there from the start. From the start. Yeah. 
get like LG and everything they've been there for millions of years and it's weird that they are only coming back in resurgence like in recent times yep. with like how in, the interest in plants are growing and mm. the the hobby of terrariums are growing yep. but I find it weird that I find that there's a disconnect between the hobby of terrariums and also the okay, let's say you're interested in terrariums you want to conserve nature but it also uses energy what which is mean? like electricity to like, maintain the terrarium mm-hmm. how so? because uh, you have to use grow lights in most cases or like the water you use oh. so it's kind of like a conflicting hobby yep I think so but that's, that's human nature la. we are a paradox <laughs> la. yeah it's like okay. oh okay yeah that's something I'm trying to reconcile which is oh I'm pushing this uh, agenda of like love nature and everything but then there's also oh by the way you need this light to oh, never keep knew it alive that you, you, you needed grow lights specifically to mm-hmm. keep it alive huh yeah Okay, okay. Which okay. is like how... No, in indoors, it's, the lights are not that strong. Yep. Like even like uh, fluorescent light, it's not that strong. So you have to use like specialized uh, bulbs or LEDs. Would, would this apply to like uh, mosses and plants in, in general as well? Yeah, it does. Yeah, oh, but it's just the, the... The weird like paradox, I guess. Yeah, the nature of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I guess has and you mentioned has there been a resurgence in interest of with regards to mosses or compared to let's say like more uh, more appealing things like uh, what's the what's the plant that people like that the monstera thing or mm, yeah, whatever yeah. all the plants because right mm-hmm. now there is a resurgence of I think planting mm-hmm. and going this whole botanical route and there are, there are various uh, outlets to cater it but mm-hmm. comparatively. Plants look like a rock star where the moss is just sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's always the one at the base of the pot, right? People don't even pay attention to it. Yep. And I think the the reason why is uh it goes back to education. Like people doesn't like don't know what this is, that it, even different species exist. And it can be quite appealing. And this also ties into how big the market can be. Because mm. I mean, plants are popular because of the, the you, look. you can it looks nice and you can resell it. Yeah, but I think mosses are not that way. So once you buy it, you keep it. To propagate it, it takes them long. So the market of buying or selling is like not there. Mm. It's only from supplier to shop to uh to the buyer. But it's not like a shed thing. Where plants, if you buy plants, you can propagate it. You can pass it around. Leaf, yeah, right. trade with people. I have a friend who, who told me that I think he has this very nice white spotted whatever mm-hmm. leaf thing and because it, it bloomed and it grows very nice you can just cut one of the leaf put it on carousel and whatever yeah. the, whatever the shit and, mm-hmm. and make uh, a good week, good good amount of money yeah, with it. it's, it's like so what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's the actual yeah. money plan <laughs> yeah it is and it grows faster so yeah. you can keep like reaping your rewards and comparatively if you were to buy a, a plant and I buy a moss I think mm-hmm. three months later I was still <laughs> looking at the moss but you would yeah. have cut out different things and mm-hmm. spread it around yeah so I think that's the the thing that limits mosses also like uh, because in the aquarium industry mosses are quite a popular thing because they grow very fast aquatic mosses oh, grow, grow very fast how, how fast are we looking at? so you can get if it's established right you can get a a full tank of mosses within two weeks, three weeks. So you can keep re- uh, harvesting these mosses and selling it to people. What do you mean a full tank? Like So let's say a, a tank, you start with maybe, usually you start with this tissue culture, like cups. Because they look pat- very patchy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So you have this cup, then you put it on wood or whatever. Yeah. And then they start growing well. And then from, as, once they're established, they can grow very fast. It's kind of cool. Yeah, so you can just keep 
selling to people. So that's also another part of the hobby, I guess. Like, it's like real life Stardew Valley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, and as it's, is that something people do? Yeah, they, if we go on Carousel, you see. When you say harvesting, mm-hmm. which means that there has it has grown to a point where it's so much yep. and you can, I don't know, scoop out like a patch of it. Mm-hmm. And it will have that same patch or more the next time you harvest it again. So I think it's a very crucial factor in a hobby, I guess. Yep. Like you need to have that that whole interaction of like, is this gonna be worth my time to keep, or is it just a collector's yep. item? Yeah. Because mm. if 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 it is just you buy and you I don't know you look at it and you maintain mm-hmm. it, the 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 addressable market for that is is yeah, admittedly quite tiny. Yeah, and it's only for you. Or like when you buy it, it's like I guess this is. You just I, own it. I guess I own this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't you trade. post a picture about it on Instagram, yeah. and it's like, oh, it's just there. <laughs> yeah, it's just there. Can't really propagate. Can't really sell. I guess you can trade it, but who would want to trade a moss for a nice monster? <laughs> it's, 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 it's 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 no different than a pet rock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Are there um different colors, or are there like special colors, uh, with regards to mosses, or mm-hmm. do they only occupy a certain color range? There's the most common is green, mm. and then the spectrum goes like green to red. So anything Wait, red, green, just red mosses, and so oh, it's very red. So, but these mosses usually live in like the colder temperatures. Okay. So there's the red sphagnum mosses. The the one that I saw recently is red also, like the alpine moss, like which they grow they grow mountains. So they are very like a, it's probably like a pokeball red. Wow. It can be that red or. Like so, the spectrum is like green to red, right? So yellow, orange, like greenish yellow, yeah. Yep. But the yellow ones don't do too well because it look like looks like they're dead. <laughs> and people think unknowingly they're thinking they're dead, they will yeah. throw it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But is there any like a uh, special characteristics to the color, or is it just because of the climate? I'm not sure about the whole scientific thing behind it, but I feel like it's an adaptation of where they are. So. Maybe if it's in the mountains, the I have no idea. Like I'm just like chlorophyll, <laughs> yeah, something to do with the chlorophyll. Things. Yeah, okay, okay. things. So maybe red, like blocks out whatever spectrum that they need. Yep. Yeah. So the red sounds fucking red. cool. Yeah, the red mosses are really nice. And are they rare? I guess rare in a way, in a form where there's no red mosses in Singapore or like in Asia. Mm. So you you gotta bring it in. Yeah. But I guess. Going back to the answer of, let's say, I don't know, if someone were to commission you to, to do a terrarium and, I don't know, at the back of your head, this mm-hmm. since you have, you, have, you have done it with red moss before yeah. and you really, really need it, you have to order it from somewhere yeah. and you have to see whether, do you have to see whether it will play well with the different types of mosses you're planning to put in as well? Yeah, because it's a very seasonal thing. Uh, let's say someone requests for, oh, I want that red moss yeah. and it, it's not available and now you can't do anything about it. Cause you can't find it anywhere ah, else, okay, and okay. yeah, it's it's very much like whatever's available, you gotta make do with it. Yep, mm. that's also fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you mosses? or like terrariums in general? Or uh, aquariums? I would classify myself as a plant killer. Unfortunately, okay. any plant that that goes through my hands, no matter how hard I try, will die. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I. I can I can understand the the fascination. Mm-hmm. I can understand the appeal because I I've seen I mean with with the internet you are able to get I guess a sense of uh how grand some of these forests are yeah. and not just the forest but the undergrowth and you mm-hmm. can see all these pictures and I guess 
it is quite um unimaginable when you think about oh this is what we see yeah but we are limited to the most senses that we have mm-hmm. and if you look at it through maybe at night you look at it through like at night with lights you look at it with the macro lens you get to see literally a different world mm, and yeah. i think that is quite um appealing mm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. want you to have to 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 go through the the trauma of like buying something and then within two weeks again it dies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, mosses are good like fodder for macro photography. Mosses just, are good. Uh, what what is that? Like mean? it's it's a good thing to shoot for macro photography, like to uh, dial in your lights and before you go out into the field. Yep. Yeah, it's a good it's a good uh visual thing to have. And mentally, yeah. the 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 pattern and the texture of it, if it's it's quite um what how how would I put it it's it's definitely not man made it doesn't look very yeah, man made at all yeah, I think yeah. I think if if you were to look at it with fresh eyes and perspective mm-hmm. and I can imagine a scenario where someone would take all these uh macro photography and dress it up in like an art exhibit I think it it doesn't look very man made because yeah when we try to create something we try to make it very functional very angular and stuff like that but mm-hmm. I I think when you look at macro photography all these monsters they look alien almost yeah it's very alien like yeah. yeah without the context of someone telling oh this is from this patch of moss and then you look at the moss from your eyes it's like oh it's just a patch yeah it looks Maybe very different it looks yeah. so different <laughs> it looks very alien I think mm-hmm. yeah the, the the appeal of that is 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 stunning yeah and also how some mosses can look very different depending on their life cycle or d- different parts of their life stage so you have the like the the moss, right? And mm. once they want to reproduce, they have the spores. Mm. And this sporophytes, what, which is what they're called, are just capsules of what the spores are containing. So it grows up vertical and then it's this like bulb. Oh. And these bulbs are very like interesting to look at under a microphotography lens. But um, without the lens, you mm. don't see it. You see it, but it's just, it looks like a toothpick that with something on the end. So it's not that interesting if you look at oh, it. that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. they come in very bright colors with like neon green like it can be red also yep. so I guess these are the flowers of the mosses in a way where yeah flowers serve to like further the lineage of the, the flowers right yep. like the plant yep. so spor- the sporophytes are that way too yep. they contain the spores yep. mm-hmm. in, in the interest of making me not sound like a terrible human I am actively trying to keep a crab alive now <laughs> like a okay. like a really tiny one is it a vampire crab uh i had those before but unfortunately they're all in the afterlife okay. so i think the one i have now is uh i think a little bit bigger i don't know mm-hmm. if it falls under the the classification of a vampire crab but okay it's i think i got it at the aquarium and clementi mm-hmm. so it's one of the bigger ones oh yeah i like so that place it's so cute yeah. <laughs> yeah and then recently i found out that uh you can buy frogs mm-hmm. yeah as, as you yeah, said yeah. and a friend said you can buy like isopods as well. Yeah, isopods is a thing I'm into now too. Oh, you're, you're into it as well? <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. So fun to have. Um, do they do they um go together with mosses or are they totally separate environments? Uh, most of them will eat the mosses. So if a moss is not doing too well, I'll just off the huh. <laughs> I'll just end it in the isopod chamber. Okay. Yeah. So I mean in the world that's what isopods eat too. Like they share the same space, yeah, yeah, at the roots of the base of trees, yeah, and they kind of, I guess they, they like the taste of moss. So, so yeah. what what other adjacent things are you interested in now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess isopods, right? And then I was into aquariums. I was now it's more stereoms, but 
I think I'm a more of a collector of things. I like collecting things. So Mosses is just one of my collections. I have no unrelated, but I collect vintage cameras. Oh, tight. And I guess like you know the the knives for bushcrafting. For what? Bushcrafting. Like you What's that? it's camping knives basically. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Because the aesthetics are very cool. Yep. Yeah. And I used to collect car magazines when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> very different. Yeah, very different. It's just weird. Go, okay, going back to the isopods, mm. um, what do they do? <laughs> I think the, the, the appeal of isopods, right? Yeah. It's the whole marketability. Because are they, they very are, marketable? Yeah, very expensive. And Okay. And I, it goes back to the whole, like, you gotta resell, like, hobby has to have a, a scene of buy and sell sure, to sure. make it thrive. Yeah. And, it visually looks cool. I guess. Like, <laughs> have you seen the Rabadaki ones? Show me later. Okay. But yeah. Could, could you give uh, just a, a, a non-visual verbal description of it? It looks like a shrimp with with rubber ducky snout. With a snout of a rubber ducky. But, <laughs> but w- wouldn't you have to look it through like a microscope? or like Yeah, a- it's, it's quite big so you can see it visibly if you're naked. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> big enough that you can see like this. Yeah, it's like this. Uh, probably a 20 cent coin. 20 cent coin in size, which is quite big. I think one of it is fine. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a hundred, that, that is terrifying. <laughs> that, that's, that's a horrible That's what right most there. people aim to get though. A hundred? Yeah, because you can then sell it. Because, uh, okay, let's say a rabbit Cares of what they sell for anywhere between $18 to $30 per isopod. So a colony will cost you anywhere in the few hundreds. And, and now they call it a colony. Yep, it's a colony of isopods. So a little bit of a tangent, but mm-hmm. let's say if I'm interested in, in getting, let's say, a, a, a family, some, some isopods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some isopods. Do I just go to the store and just buy like one? <laughs> They sell so, it in tens, eights or tens, ten, yeah, eights like or group, tens. Yeah. Okay, mm. and they get along just fine because mm. for for like the crab thing, they started attacking one another, <laughs> so <laughs> that has been traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> is it, I think it's a territory thing, right? Yeah, they I, I don't know what is this. Okay. They, they both of them just ganged up on one. So mm. <laughs> now you're left with one. Uh, the, the 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 previous three that went into the afterlife. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Survivor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and this. Two hobbies don't really mix. I support the moss because the I support eat the moss, mm. so it has to be separate, which is a bit sad. It'd be nice if I can keep the isopods with it with the moss. Yeah, yeah. But be- but they don't grow into something else, right? Isopods? No, they they just isopods. And what what is the the general life cycle? Like, do they live for very long? They, I think it's a few months. Oh, that's so sad. That's why you need the colony to keep going. Okay. Yeah. So okay. they have this like pouches under their bellies with all the little babies. Yeah. <laughs> the idea of them just like okay, let's say you you go by ten, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say like two weeks later, it becomes like fifty. That's quite horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about it in a monetary sense, it's fine because this yeah, but would... you can't see them as dollar signs like scurrying about. It yeah, yeah. Sense. <laughs> it, oh, it looks like a xenomorph. I, I know, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's quite cute. Like, it's like a pill bug and whatever. Mm, yeah. But I don't know if if you never kept properly, then everything climb out. Then that's yeah. quite horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> you'll see some like, like crawling on your floor. floor. Has that happened to you before? Yeah, a lot of times. Oh god! <laughs> no matter how much you try to like, I support proof it. Yeah, there'll some someone get out. Like let's say you open the lid and some like, 
at the corner. <laughs> but they they seem like like a another very niche scene uh, mm-hmm. in terms of let's say like pet keeping or like yeah. or alternative pets. Mm-hmm. Alternative pets. Yeah. Alternative pets. Yeah. They used to be illegal. But oh. Only recently. Like I, I don't think it's illegal in the sense where it's illegal, but it's illegal because no one bothered to, like, see if it's even a pet. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. It's just like in on the periphery of like pets, right? Yeah. So it's never even reviewed. I mean, yeah. in terms of looks, it looks pretty ugly, like. Come on. <laughs> but I will, I, will, I, will, I definitely want to see the 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 rubber ducky. It's oh, yeah, cute. it's very cute. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so going back to the topic about mosses, yeah. since we like to meddle with things, are there man-made mosses? The the closest one would be a crochet. What's that? Like someone's crocheting moss. There's no... Uh, you mean biologically? Like creating mosses out of... Yeah, so like man-made mosses. I don't think they are. But you can tissue culture mosses, which you just take uh, cells from a moss and put it in a sterile lab condition and it will you can grow a lot of it. But it will take very long. Okay. Yeah, that's how plants... They do it for plants now too. So let's say there's a rare plant. They just take a tissue sample of it, put it in a lab, like the, the gel... Mm. and it kind of grows a new plant out of that small bit yeah but I don't think it's like it's even practical for mosses <laughs> because they already grow like are so small and they grow the same rate as you would do in a tissue culture yep so yeah I guess it's the closest to man-made as you can get with mosses and you you mentioned like the crochet thing mm-hmm. like that is it's an artist that does it I forgot her name but she crochets mosses or like undergrowth uh, type kind of like mushrooms or fungi. It looks quite realistic. You have to show me. Yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> I think lastly, um how how do you imagine the the ecology of Singapore to be like? I mean, um I mean we are a very urbanized area, mm-hmm. but we try I mean try as much as possible to have some green. Yeah. Uh including some areas to track. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you, if you have visited uh, those areas uh, actively what do you think of it because I think it's always like an ongoing conversation like oh uh, we want to try to preserve as much green as possible a certain percentile especially in different areas like mm-hmm. but the the rate of urbanization is yeah. also another thing to balance because I think recently there was the whole debacle about uh, trying to preserve a plot of land or like a plot of trees or jungle but they demolished it yeah. to, to build something yeah so what are your thoughts on that I mean they have that the green plan or something right like I trying guess. to be biophilic but then it's immediately countered by the next development yep so I feel like it's a one step back and then one step forward kind of thing so it's like no progress. Yeah, there's no progress. In <laughs> like in the long run, it's going to be a lot of buildings with plants, I guess, right? So I think it's just a, a matter of what they what they want to prioritize. Mm. So gardens, by the way, works because it earns you money and the natural forests are free. Yep. So they got to... There's no commercial uh, yeah, value to them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unless they start ticketing the natural reserves. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit sad because Singapore's uh, ecology is so is so diverse. I've heard yeah. that there are some species of maybe not say plants, but I think I don't know, like squirrel or crabs, mm-hmm. or you can only only find in Singapore. Yeah, and even the fishes in the streams, like of Nisun, they are very commercially available in the in the trade now, but they're it's native here in Singapore, and it's a bit sad to have to lose all these things. 
like some things we we don't even know if they uh, did you see like they recently dis- rediscovered a species of frog or something that hasn't been seen in Asia or Singapore for a while yeah, they thought it was extinct news. but yeah. it was re- rediscovered oh, shit, here they thought it was extinct yeah so you never know what you're going to lose when you it, it might be just a plot of land but that plot of land could be like the final like habitat of this species of like moss or frogs yep. or insects so it's yeah, it's always not a good thing when it's made like it's making way for more people I mean there's a lot more people here already yeah what about the <laughs> the the different trekking spots we have in Singapore mm-hmm. um does that fulfill your itch to to go out and look because I would imagine they are not very um expensive or not very vast mm-hmm. uh, and maybe like once <coughs> or twice or even like five times you kind of get a lay of the land yeah. and yeah what are your thoughts on those I'm quite okay with the fact that there's only these few spots because the 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 times I've been I've always seen different things the oh so, interesting yeah so it depends on the time of the day you go also and it's always when because I mean if you are there for the views you'll get sick of it sure yeah but I'm there to look for like insects or like oh this is new a snake and this you keeps say it so me casually <laughs> oh a snake okay <laughs> snake, yeah so it, if you have that kind of perspective, I guess it doesn't get boring because you always see something new every time. So I, let's say, let's say um, it's it's Saturday morning and you go in, uh, mm-hmm. you're 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 prepared to like forage a bit, yeah. uh, uncover. Are there like certain rules to it? I don't even forage. I don't think it's allowed in Singapore. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I'll just like look or take photos of it. Like, uh, so the photos are my collection. Okay. Yeah. Not okay. the physical collection. Okay. And I'll just take photos of it, see what's new. And see if there's an abundance of a certain insect at certain seasons. So that's always the thing I I find interesting. Like that every time you go, it's always something new. If you observe uh, little things, yep, yeah, because the the place itself won't change. And I mean, it will change eventually when people they bring it down. But <laughs> so, <sad. laughs> so much for conservation. Yeah, that's right. they'll just call it conservation and they'll build a building on it. And I actually haven't been to much uh, forested areas overseas. Is it something that you would want to travel to? Yeah. I would like to go, like maybe the Amazon. This yeah. is what everyone wants to go. Yep. But then when I, I've been watching YouTube videos of people in Amazon and it's like, there's a casual like, cobra sitting by the like cabin. And it's like, is, do I want to deal with this? You just say snake so casually. <laughs> so I imagine fine. it's the same like, thing. But a cobra or like, <laughs> when you're sleeping, like a giant spider comes up. Like, of course you're not used to it here. Yeah. Like you don't know if it's even like venomous or anything. Yeah. But, but I would like to experience that. Have, have you traveled anywhere, uh, any any particular forest in mind that you you kind of remember or having fond memories of? Mm, the one in Sarawak is fun. The Bako Park okay. in Sarawak. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, a cluster of islands. And the the native, the thing that they are famous for is the proboscis monkey, the one with the long nose. I might have seen pictures yeah. of that on Pinterest. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, went there for to look at those monkeys, but there were also other cool insects over there, which okay, it's cool. But is it something that you have to go off the beaten path for and to mm. go? It's uh, a guided kind a guided. of like it's not really guided. You can have a guided tour, but it's also like accessible to public. You can just walk. Ah, uh. yeah. I feel like, I mean, you you have uh, macro photographers on before, right? And they usually have doing groups or something. Yeah. So, right. uh, the one I had previously, I think he mentioned something about, uh, 
being very open to have people on to to just even even people who has never touched a photography or or just okay. curious about the subject to mm. go and into let's say like certain parts of Singapore and to just look. But okay. I think he shares the same uh idea you have, which is you don't you you kind of respect the forest. Mm. Like you don't maybe like meddle with it just because you want yep. to take a photo. You don't yeah. you don't like uncover things. You don't even you definitely don't bring things out. Yeah. I think you, you just leave it and you treat it with like a reverence. Like you're a visitor. You just go in, you take yeah. photos uh and you leave yeah yeah you you don't try to like mess around with it because i think it if everyone does that then it will like disrupt so many ecosystems yep. yeah to bring home things and to like even like that's why i think they have trails like mm. and you can't get off the beaten path because yep. you'll just step on random things you don't know definitely about. yeah I think even going to these areas at night, I think you need a specialized thing because the same thing, because I yep. think different things come out at night, especially mm. let's say you you go to it at night, you step on a snake, snake yeah. bites you and things things will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think is the best trail in Singapore? Or do you even, like, do you go to tracks here? <laughs> the only trail that comes to mind is the, the East Coast Park, the one <laughs> that, that goes to... Go, go, <laughs> <laughs> he goes to Upper Changi to fall food. <laughs> oh, no. I, I I am not yeah. uh uh a big proponent of going out in general. So okay. going out to track, I think my quota is like maybe once every two years. <laughs> I think okay. the last time I went okay. was probably McRitchie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think I think same um same same things I mentioned to you because we are so uh ingrained with the senses and mm-hmm. whatever you can see or hear that like let's say you, you go in a track, yeah. Um, you don't listen to music and you just listen to the sounds and everything. But then, the insects and anything, let's say even on the floor, mm-hmm. you will tend to miss. Yeah, yeah. Unless you go in with the, the with the frame of mind that okay, I'm only gonna look at things on the ground. Okay. At this particular area along this particular track, then okay, maybe you can see something. I think yeah, but I'm not a very big tracker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but although the okay. idea of like tracking in like a perhaps like a colder environment. Oh, that sounds okay. pretty appealing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's mostly the, the humidity. It's the heat and humidity that's killing you. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> the mosquitoes too. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Um, I'm curious to know, are you big on growing your own food and produce? Yeah, sure. Are like, you? Yeah. You are? I Okay, so I'm going to get my house in uh, maybe next year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, we, we kind of catered an area to like grow our own food. So I think it's a very interesting thing to do. Is it something that you have been toying with? Or? Yeah, because uh, it started with my interest in plants. Yep. And like growing plants. And uh, thinking about how I'm using all this like grow lights, but it's not making anything out of it. So maybe like having edible plants would kind of fix that. Like actually have something to like eat. Mm. Or like a feasible, like a tangible thing to have. And... It's always nice to learn about, like growing your own food. Yeah, you you get to know more of the like the supply chain, and how how different things work, and how hard is it to grow food? Because I think that's something that a lot of people miss, like the the difficulty in a farmer getting that that crop to your table. Oh, it's so fucking difficult. Yeah, the logistics of it is insane. I think I think not even just the logistics of it. I think that's a definite part, but the even the the act of growing it, mm, the yeah. act of I guess quote unquote caring for it and just mm. looking at it. I think it's it's just time we don't see. Yeah. And yeah. 
going back to the to the whole, I guess the, the original idea is like, whatever we don't see, we just tend to overlook. Yeah. Which, I, I don't know how farmers do it though. It's like constantly in the back of your head, like, is the crop going to be okay? Like once you s- step away from the farm, right? Anything can happen. Like there's a hole in the fence. Yep. Or like, I guess it's the whole big thing about, uh, what's it? Indoor farming. Mm. Vertical farming. Yeah. 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 That's, that's quite interesting. So, so that is something that uh, interests you as well. Mm-hmm. The whole system of growing food or even anything. I like to toy with the idea of like creating an ecosystem. So like, uh, this thing is kind of in the wheelhouse of growing things. Mm. Like I already have the moss and the light. So yep. <laughs> what's another plan? Yep. Yeah. I, I guess as we wind down the conversation, I think when I was doing my research for this uh, particular episode, mm. it is... Apparently, it's not uncommon uh, to find, I think, different types of insects in okay. different types of mosses. I think there was this one particular one called the springtail. Oh, yeah, springtails. Is, is that something that... Uh, I, don't, I don't know when... when let's say you're, you're selling particular mosses. Is that something okay. like you make sure that it's not inside? Or wait, it's inside, you just leave it in. You, I don't know how it works. People yeah. would want a springtail inside. Because uh, the thing that... Uh, endangers the lives of mosses in an enclosed environment is uh, fungus because of the lack of airflow. Because mosses usually live, like you see, they're, they're not on, like in a, in a bottle in real life. Right? Yeah. They are on the forest floor, a lot of ventilation of airflow. Mm. So this, uh, by keeping them in a bottle, they tend to develop mold of fungus and the springtails eat the fungus. So it kind of keeps your ecosystem clean and thriving. They look very cute. <laughs> <laughs> they actually look very cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ones that people don't like are mites. Oh, they're different. Yeah, the mites are the one that look like spiders, but it also looks a bit more disgusting. Okay. And I don't know, it's, it's the their whole structure. And they are considered like a pest in the plant world to like spider mites. So I think it's carries over to mosses, like having mites in the soil. But even the soil, they are harmless. But visually having mites, I don't know why. Same like plants. Uh, I mean, mm. I think that my, I, I believe someone has mentioned to me before, like you can have a plant growing well. I think after a while, if it's not particularly taken care of, um, I think you can have like insects yeah. eating or whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. the plant. Plants are, because I, you know like how everyone gets plants during COVID. <laughs> so I, I, I guess, I guess that's something people do. <laughs> yeah, and okay. I, I've also been buying plants. And yeah. Like you see it doing well for two or three months. It's like, okay, I guess I'm a good grower. Like <laughs> it's okay. doing well. So you get complacent, right? You don't treat the leaves and everything. And the next thing is, you know, it's infested with like, it's so fickle. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that constant, constantly having to monitor it. What's the plant yeah. count? No. It's not as much as other people, but I think I have 30. 30 is not plants. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's on the wall. <laughs> I would like to have more, but I've been offloading plants yep. to, to make more space for mosses okay interesting okay in closing um, I'm just curious to know what are some of the lessons you've learned I think with regards to cultivating uh, working with mosses in general what are okay. some of the lessons you've learned mm, I think it's to have patience it's a v- patience and waiting because now we are all very impatient we just want instant gratification and I think having mosses is a way to like take a step back and trust that whatever you're doing will be fine in the end because having a jar of moss is doing well or like uh, you start a terrarium and it you, you it's not that's not the end product the end product is the journey like the the time it takes to grow 
So there's never a final time. It's just every day you see this moss, oh, it's growing well, or like plants, it's growing well. I think patience and time is something that we all need to have more of. And I think it definitely made me more patient working with mosses because uh, I have a plant, oh, I have a moss that's not doing well. And then, oh shit, like why did I do wrong? Mm. But then I'll just leave it alone few weeks, few months, and then it suddenly tries because it's just acclimating. That's crazy yeah. though. A few months? Yeah. I have a, I have a one in my tank which has been there for six months, but it wasn't doing well for the first three months. Okay. Yeah. It, upon getting it, I think I put it in a light that's too bright. So it just mm. burned out. And then I'll just I'll just leave it there to like fill up, like pad the space in between. But so it looks dead. La, yeah, it's unquote. just like fully brown. But recently it's been sprouting uh, new like shoots. Did it puzzle you? Yeah, but so that's something I learned. It's like, I can just, if it's not working out, I'll just leave it alone. Let, let nature take its course. Yeah. So I think that's something we can all do. Like, not even for mosses, it's even real. In life, you can't be too impatient with things. It's like the lessons you learn from this particular thing, and it, mm-hmm. it kind of applies, it applies to, to life. Yeah. It's holistic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in closing, is there anything else you would like to talk about? Mm, not really. Okay, yeah. where can people find you? Where can people find your products? Yeah. Uh, you can find us or me at Swamp, <laughs> the Swamp SG. The Swamp SG. The Swamp SG. Oh, oh, we are on Instagram. Mm. We are we have a website which we sell stuff out of too. Yeah. Mm. Is it the same name? Like the yeah, Swamp, the Swamp SG. Dot com. Yeah, I'm not actually sure. Okay. So <laughs> which is whichever the case is, the Swamp SG on Instagram mm. and the links will be there. Yes, and. I've been toying with the idea of making a TikTok for <laughs> for swamp, but I'm not sure what. I think it would be what, pretty uh, appealing. There's a subculture there of like plants and uh, living things, but I don't know. I feel like I'm stretching myself to thin <laughs> with TikTok. I think it's a different game. <laughs> yeah, it's a game I'm not gonna be able to play well. Yeah. Okay, we'll wait to see if that happens. Um, sure. thank you, Ami. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and feel inspired. If you enjoyed what you heard thus far, do give us a follow on Instagram. And don't forget to share and subscribe. Stay tuned for the next episode.